Hello, and welcome to The Delicious Truth with Gloria Cotton. I'm Gloria. During this podcast, we're going to cover a variety of topics that are impacting our everyday lives. We'll look at four things for each topic. One, the absolute empirical truth. That's all about the facts and data. Then we'll look at the personal experiential truth. And that's about how those facts and others do and don't show up in people's lives and their experience of them. Next, the consequential, impactful truth. The difference this makes in people's lives. And finally, you'll hear about resources and solutions you can use to empower yourself and others. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Delicious Truth. I am Gloria Cotton and it is such a pleasure to invite you to this episode. Usually you hear me and I'm like really up and that sort of thing. I am excited about this topic and the name of our episode is Stopping and Preventing Bullying and Taking Care of Yourself. And my guest on this episode is the wonderful, wonderful Betty Hefner. Um, More about Betty in a minute. But the reason my energy is like this is because this is such an important topic. All the time, anytime, bullying is important. But at this particular time in our nation, where it seems to me that bullying is not vilified but glorified, And people celebrate it and try to one-up each other on the bullying. That's why I am so happy to have Betty with us. Her practice started out with bullying with children. But, you know, as I told her earlier today, I sometimes think it's a bunch of 60- and 70-year-old children walking around who are perfecting the art of the disease of bullying. Let me tell you a little bit about this woman before, a little bit more about her. She's the CEO and co-founder of Hey Ugly. Now, let me just, this ought to give you an insight right here, because here's what ugly stands for. Unique, gifted, lovable you. Okay, come on. Can you just envision? Y'all need to Google that. Look it up. She is also the author of Stop Bullying Handbook a guide for students and their friends. Everybody need to buy it. Deal, feel, heal, keys to understanding and healing, emotional pain. You know, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. She created and facilitated Hey Ugly, Stop Bullying Boot Camps and just so many tools. She's going to tell us about some of them. I've implored and begged her to please make them available to us because you know what? We need them. We need these tools to help heal ourselves. All right. I'm not going to say more about this wonderful woman and her blessed work that she is doing because it's time for us to get a blessing. Betty, welcome to the Delicious Truth, darling. There are several hugs in your future even before you say a word. How you doing and welcome? I am doing great, Gloria Cotton. It's wonderful to be with you again, only this time it's over this technology instead of over a cup of coffee, like we did so many wonderful years ago. Thank you for having me on your show, and thank you for doing a show on this really important issue. Yes. So 
How did you get started with this whole focus on bullying? Well, it was um, after 9-11. I had been in PR for many, many years. Uh, my biggest client was Muhammad Ali. I'm sure you've heard of him. And mm. everything from Baskin Robbins, Canfield Beverages to uh, Supercuts Haircuts, helping companies grow. And it, after 9-11, I'm going, you know, I've been doing all of this work, but it's not feeding my soul. I want to do something. I want to do something to help kids. And it wasn't as soon as I said that, I got a call from a friend of mine who was used to be with the Wall Street Journal. And he gave up his job to do public speaking. And he invited me to come and hear him speak to 350 middle school children in Chicago. So I go there, no idea what's going to happen. I'm sitting back with the educators. All these kids are there from all these different schools in Chicago. He comes out on the stage and goes, I am ugly, U-G-L-Y, ugly. And I was like, well, what's this? And then he goes on to explain how when he was growing up in Harlem, New York, he never felt good enough. He was never smart enough. He was never good that good at sports and all this other kind of stuff. And he says to these kids, sometimes I felt so bad, I even thought about killing myself. Anybody here ever feel that way? And Gloria, two-thirds of the kids' hands went up. And that's when I knew what I was going to do. I said, I have to help these kids because you were talking about bullies and adults being bullies. I was bullied when I was a kid. I felt worthless. I was told I was never going to amount to anything and that I was stupid. And so because I felt so insecure, I developed a huge outer ego looking personality. I was bullied. I was a bully. I grew up. I was a bully boss. I was a bully girlfriend. I was a bully wife. And um, it happened until I was 42 years old. And there was voices in my head when I was bullying that said, shut up, just shut up. And I could not. So at the age of 42, I started seeing an inner child worker that helped me to go in and heal all those little kids inside of me that were still feeling the pain when I was 13. And, you know, that happened when I was 20, when that happened and this, that and the other. And then when I got done with that, I realized I was really cool. Hmm. And by virtue of that fact, so is everybody else. They just have all this pain inside of them that they need to heal. So I'm going, well, Forget adults. I, little, I, I think I used to curse, curse word at that time. I go, forget adults. I'm working with kids because I don't want these kids that have to wait till they're 42 years old to yeah. find out how precious and wonderful they are. And that's when I said to Sporty, what can I do to help you? And he goes, all I want to do is public speaking. Do what you want to do. So the first thing I did is I started an acronym contest with these negative words to see if these kids could take a negative word and turn them into a positive. Like Sporty turned ugly into unique, gifted, lovable you. The first year, Gloria, a 12-year-old in Texas took the word loser and turned it into love others, show everyone respect. Oh, wait. Come on now. Say that again. Loser is what? Love others, show everyone respect. We had a boy years later who took the word stupid and turned it, turned it into stop to understand people's individual differences. Oh my goodness. See, we need to have a list of those. Have yeah. you <laughs> Are they in a book? I've been doing it for 17 years. We're going into our 18th or 19th years of the acronym contest. And I can't because then the kids who are competing would see it. 
You know what I'm saying? We we do have we have stupid and loser on a t-shirt. We do have we do have it available on t-shirts, but uh, I haven't done a complete list. There was a girl who asked us to add hate and racism, mm-hmm. one that we were working with in high school. So we added that, and sure enough, that year she actually won for racism. Remove all color. I'm simply me. Okay. And these, these, we get entries from kids all over the world, so it's it's really cool. And everything we we do is trying to get the kids to think differently on their own by empowering them to come up with, by sharing their wisdom with us, and then uh, helping us come up with the solutions. They're they're more invested. People are more invested when you're when you're part of the solution yourself. So that. That is that is so wonderful. That is so wonderful. What wonderful gifts. Why do you think there is so much more or a different level of bullying now than ever before? I think some people have been given permission hmm. to unleash those hurt children inside of them that are still in pain. And they don't, and they haven't been healed. And when you're not healed, you know, we say all emotions boil down to two things, either love or fear. So if you are in joy and happiness, you know, you're in love energy. But if you're bullying, if you're being mean, if you're uh, cutting down people, if you're threatening people, you're in fear. And that's when we work with kids and adults and talk about Gary Zukoff, he's a wonderful author, and he believes in, uh, he helps you to become your authentic self, which sometimes is very hard to do, but be a real authentic self. He says that when you get angry, you should should do five things. I hope I don't screw them up. The first one is to just stop. Look, you regularly go, stop. Number two is, is going, okay, I'm in fear energy. Number three, what am I afraid of? Number four, do I want to react? while I'm in fear. And then number five is to react in love and kindness. But people are in such fear. It's, uh, it's, and it's contagious. And if you have authority figures giving you permission, instead of someone who's more counseling, more caring, talking about healing, Mm And because if there's more talk about healing, there's going to be more healing. If there's more talk about they're bad, they're awful, they're this or that, there's going to be more of that. Um, and it makes it harder for all of us who know how to keep our joy, how to stay in our joy, no matter what, because it's always there to hold that energy. But you all know love wills out. Love is much, 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 much more powerful than fear. And like we tell the kids, fear is like a bug spray. Like like bug spray keeps bugs away. Fear keeps joy away. It keeps prosperity away. It keeps friends away. It keeps a lot of things away from you when you are in fear. So you have nothing to gain from that. And I hope that we are moving to an area where it is no longer permissible to, it's more, it's it's advisable to heal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, these many times these people who are hurt, no matter how old they are, I'm just going to say people right now, uh, children and adults, uh, they hurt other people. They're hurting, 
They hurt other people, um, but they also hurt themselves. So we know about, you know, things that people do, the increase in addiction uh, that's going on right now, the increase in self-mutilation that's going on, cutting and all these other things. But there's also an increase in suicides right now. And so what can we do? How have you addressed this increase in suicide? We, as someone who was suicidal when she was younger, Mm. um, try to think of anything and everything we can do to help anyone that might be suicidal. We have a whole section on a website called suicidal question mark because we, we deal with coroners and they tell us that the number one reason youth are killing themselves is boyfriend, girlfriend breakup. So we're addressing that and how it's not the end of the world. And we used Taylor Swift as our an example because Lord knows she's had a lot of relationships, but she continues on and life gets better, et cetera, et cetera. Then we have a page called why I'm glad I didn't take my life. Mm. And one that's really working it's videos of young people that were suicidal and now they didn't obviously and they are so glad that they didn't because look at their life now one became an author another one is speaking all over the country um it's 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 inspiring the other reason why is they feel like they're all alone Mm. so we have a page called you are not alone and we have a list of all kinds of things like because so, uh, the number, the top influencers of youth are their peers and the media. So the media, we have lots of celebrity quotes on our website of celebrities that were bullied. We have Jackie Chan was bullied. When we do assemblies and we put that up wait, on the wait, 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 Jackie Chan. That's exactly what the kids say. Martial arts, king <laughs> icon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is this why he became so proficient in martial arts? So no. he no. that ass of somebody who was. <laughs> Jackie Chan said, and this you're going to love this. It wasn't until I came to the aid of someone else that was being bullied that I learned to not be bullied myself. Oh, wow. So we have a whole section on bullying bystanders because the bystanders that don't do anything are negatively affected in numerous different ways because they feel guilty. They feel ashamed. Um, So we have we work with the police department to come up with tips on how to safely come to the aid of someone being bullied, whether it's physical or verbal. And we actually created an app called I-S-E-E-I-C Bullying. And it'll pop up and it'll say, um, is it verbal or physical? You click a button. Are you alone or are you with other people? You click a button. And it'll tell you how to safely come to the aid. Because the two reasons why people do not come to the aid of someone being bullied, kids kids for sure, is they don't want the bully coming after them, number one. And number two is they don't want to be a snitch. But we tell them if being a snitch could save somebody's life, then be a snitch. But back to your question about the suicide, we also have something, a page called self-bullying, which we created that term. Most bullying takes place inside of us. Someone calls us a name, they give us a dirtier look, they exclude us from something, and then we 
repeat all those negative messages to ourselves thousands and thousands and thousands of times. So on the the uh, self-bullying page, there's videos about how your thoughts have power over you. There's videos about Pink, Pink, the, the famous celebrity Pink. She mm-hmm. said she was obsessed about her thighs until she went to a children's hospital and saw children without legs. Now, what is the website that people can go to to find this stuff? HeyUgly.org, H-E-Y-U-G-L-Y.org. It is saving lives, Gloria. From uh, We got a, a contacted from someone in Australia that was going to kill herself. She found our website. She went to the Why I'm Glad I Didn't Take My Life page with those videos of people, and it changed her life. I'm, I talked to, I've, I've got three people that went to the same high school, and they didn't know each other, but in the same year at the same event, Hey Ugly was there, and all three of them decided not to kill themselves, but they didn't tell me about it until they were in their 20s. They were 17 at the time. So I was able to get the three of them together so they could all talk about that. There is so much pain out there, and most adults don't even know what to do with their pain or to handle it. But just imagine the magnification of being a kid and not having the years of experience and tools. And we have something else, you know, uh, having kids look at situations in their life that were really awful and terrible and then going, but any, did anything good happen from that? And like some kids will talk about, well, yeah, I had a bad breakup. I go, what happened? She goes, I got a better boyfriend going, yeah. So the next time you're in a bunch of pain, just remember back that you made it through that. You can make it through this. And there was, I'll tell you really quick. There was a time and this is on our help page. We actually have these words. I was going to speak in an event, and I knew that there was a boy there who had a suicide pact with two other boys recently, and they were going to kill themselves, but um, a friend of Hey Ugly's walked them through it. So I'm going, what can I say to these people, and particularly this young man who's going to be there, to let him know that the pain will not last forever? And I truly believe I don't do anything on my own, as I know you, you believe you don't do anything on. There's some, I'm being used as an instrument here. This voice came to me and gave me this idea. So I'm sitting there and I go, who here has ever had a really bad sore throat? And everybody raised their hand. They go, it was so bad every time you swallowed, you thought it was never going to go away, right? And they go, right. And they go, some of you went to a doctor, didn't you? And they go, yeah. And I go, but it did go away, didn't it? And you can still remember the pain, but it doesn't hurt anymore, does it? And I go, I don't mean to belittle bullying at all or whatever pain you're feeling. I don't mean to belittle it by comparing it to a sore throat, but it's pretty much that it will go away. This deep pain, this, this, this dark tunnel, it will go away. And maybe, just maybe, you're going through all of this because it's going to help you to become who it is you're supposed to become. Look at me. I didn't think that I was going to end up doing this, and I'm, I'm helping kids all over the world. I w- if, if I would have taken my life, that would have been How many other children? Yeah. So this this leads me to this. What advice do you have for healing for people being bullied? And then what advice do you have for healing for the bullies? I'm going to give you the advice that 20 sixth graders came up with someone is bullying you what would you say to them to get them to stop and they all came up with these different things and then they all voted on this one to look at that person and say to them 
who's treating you so mean that you have to be mean to me? Wow. Has anybody tried that? And what has been the impact that you know of? I tried it uh, on an abusive situation I was was involved in. And what the reaction was, exactly what we know to be able to expect is that person blew up. Who do you think you are? What the, you know, words, this, words, this, cuss words, cuss words, cuss words. And I just sat there. Because I knew that that was all their defense mechanism. And I hope that once they settled down, they would be able to get to that. But I learned was a very, very hard lesson not to engage with anyone that is not in that place of being that you can engage with. So Mm -hmm. when someone's really angry and someone's bullying, you can't engage with them right now. But Mm -hmm. perhaps what you said will get into them. Now, I will tell you this. As a former bully, if someone would have said that to me and I would have gone to my posse and stuff, I would have reacted exactly the same. I would have given them all kinds of trouble and made them try to make them feel really bad. But I would have never bullied them again because guess what? They saw me. Mm-hmm. They saw me. So these people who are trying to eliminate other people are feeling they have been eliminated, maybe. And 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 just to be clear, if people are going through uh, some kind of built bullying or threat in their lives is in danger. You need to get out of that. This is not the opportunity to try to talk and reason and listen to people. You need to remove yourself and any children that you see that are going through that. So let's be clear about that. And I want to understand the cause of the disease, because until we understand the cause of the disease, we don't stand a chance of healing it. We may stop it for the moment, but it will always be like a volcano just waiting until it explodes again. That's exactly true. And even I'm going to say, call the police, but I was mentioning to you today, ACEs, ACEs, which stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. It was created by a, uh, I think he was a neurosurgeon uh, um, or heart surgeon, something like that. And he also worked with the CDC. And he goes, I want to know what's causing all these diseases. And the guy said, well, you know, obesity is caused by, you know, uh, eating too much. He goes, no, no, what caused the obesity? What mm-hmm. caused them to eat so much? Well, and then he goes, something else. Well, what caused them to do that? So they came up with a questionnaire, a very easy questionnaire um, that people can take. And it will show um, what your likelihood is based on the number of your ACEs score to uh, be obese, to be addicted, to be incarcerated, to be have suicidal ideation, all of this stuff, because it happens to us when we're young children, early childhood adverse experiences. There is a documentary right now called Cracked Up, and it's about Daryl Hammond, who was on Saturday Night Live, famous, famous guy. He was bullied so bad when he was a youngster, he didn't he couldn't even remember it. He had he had blocked it out. But he went to every psychiatrist, they had him on every drug, they had him on all these different things. And finally he and he went into rehab this and rehab that. And he finally went to this one doctor who said to him, you know, you've got ACEs. And he says it shouldn't be called mental health, it should be called mental injury. Mm. Mm. And so, and so, you were on all these drugs, and he didn't need to be on these drugs. What he needed to do was go in and face that pain 
and do the things we all know which you have to do. Some of them are so difficult, such as forgiving. Um, I wrote a book about it in a program called Deal, Feel, Heal. And it talks about all that different stuff. And one of the things that, that held my book up, I'll say this real quick. I'm going, why can't I get this thing done? Why can't I get this done? Is because I needed to find a picture of a parrot. I didn't know I needed to find a picture of a parrot, but I needed to find a picture of a parrot. And it goes. Are, are you saying a parrot like a bird, a parrot? Exactly. Okay. Because the point I was trying to get across is Michael Tamura, one of my favorite teachers, and he's an author of the book, You Are the Answer, said, Any negative thought you have about yourself is a lie. So if I'm saying these negative thoughts to myself, it's kind of like a parrot because you teach a parrot a word. The parrot doesn't know what the word means. The parrot doesn't know the difference between happy or jerky, you know? So it's like my, my, I have a parrot in my head that's saying these things that doesn't know what they're saying. And so my job was to quiet the parrot, love the parrot and go in. And here's another story for you. Um, and this, you know, so I think I have myself all healed. I'm 42, 43, 44, I'm living my life. I think I got it. I got it together. I'm teaching kids this. I'm teaching kids that. I'm writing books about it. And then I hate to admit it, but a year ago, I was with my boyfriend and um, the first great relationship I've ever been in my entire life. And I say, um, I get I got jealous of something. And Gloria, my 26 year old took over. The same behaviors I did when I was 26 years old, cold, shoulder, wanting to leave, all this stuff, all this stuff bubbling inside of me. And then, it, but, but instead of like in the old days where I would hold on to this for maybe days, weeks, maybe months, maybe into relationship, I, after uh, maybe an hour, recognized what was going on. I'm going, you know what? My 26-year-old, something... Something got triggered inside of her. And I go, and so I said to my boyfriend, I go, I have to go do some work with on my 26-year-old because that's how he was just reacting. I, I apologize for my behavior, but I do not apologize for her behavior because she was hurt a lot by guys that cheated on her and yeah. said, that, you know, all this other kind of stuff. So being able to do that inner child work, I think, is, is very critical. Some of your, the way I was taught to do it is walk down the hallway like you're in a hotel, odd numbers, even numbers. Each one is a year of your life. Stand outside the door, one year, okay, two year, okay. My 13 year old, she was really screwed up. So I went in and I sat down with her and I could see her. She still had a silly hairstyle and these clothes that I hated. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take care of you now. You can go on vacation. She was the, the B, right? She was the one. She mm -hmm. was the one. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and when she took over, she took over. It was almost like someone had taken over my whole body. And that's what happened. These, these people that are bullying, they're not themselves. They're, they're um, a, a hurt or hurt something or other. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, and now I've got my act together, all this other kind of stuff. But Gloria, I start thinking about I was going to have a date that night. And I went, you know, I wonder what I can wear to make myself look skinny tonight. She pushed me used major cuss words and said, I can't go on vacation. I can't trust you. Here you are worrying more about what some guy's going to think about you than what you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. 
What a what a lesson. Well, there's so much. And and I am thinking from an adult perspective, and I am thinking back to children don't have the life experience to know how to navigate these things. They don't have the education. I mean, you know, when you're 40, you've lived a while to be 40 years old and you've gotten advice and that sort of thing. And most children that I see are so innocent until we brand it out of them, until we beat it out of them, until we scare it out of them. Somebody, somebody, sometimes it's other children, but sometimes it's the very people that whose charge is to love them because they're into their inner child being hurt. So now they're hurting somebody that they can get away with it and it's their children. See, that's a hot mess. And that's where my bully comes out because I'm like, you know what? Let me show you how that feels. (laughs) You got this little four-year-old, five-year-old, little six-month-old baby that you are bullying, doing things. Mm-hmm. Let me help you understand. I used to call it strategic bullying. Wow. I used to I used to justify and dignify the unjustifiable and the undignifiable things I used to do and say to people to deliberately hurt them and make people cry. It was bullying. My hope was if they see how this feels, then they won't do it to anybody else. I don't think that worked a whole heck of a lot. You know, it was just somebody. But here I was in deep depths of pissivity and thinking I am so righteous for doing this ugly crap. You know what? Bullying is just a disease. What, Whatever your intention is, if you are hurting people, something is wrong with them and now you. So back to what advice would you give the bully? What would what advice would you give adult bullies? And then what advice would you give children who are bullies? Without sounding too commercial, I tell them to go buy my book. It's only $10. Deal, feel, heal. It will teach you how to deal with all the stuff that's inside of you, how to then Feel it, which is really critical, and then how to heal it. And if you're not okay, so I'm I'm in my 40s, and I have my inner child worker asking me, uh, "Well, how'd you feel about that guy, Betty?" I go, "Well, he was smart, and he made me laugh." And she she goes, "But how did you feel?" And I go, "Well, he was smart, and he made me laugh." And she goes, "How?" I had no idea what my feelings were. I'm 42 years old. I had no ideas what my feeling was. She gave me a list of of feelings, which are on our website, hundreds of feelings from zany to abandoned, abandoned to zany. And every day I had to write down how I was feeling and report to her. And in the beginning of my work with her, I was feeling abandoned. I was feeling alone. I was feeling all these really negative, negative feelings that I had never even acknowledged. I didn't cry. Every time my dad hit me, I'd go, didn't hurt, didn't hurt. And And then so... Anytime I got hurt in my life, I stuffed it. I stuffed it. I stuffed it. And one of the most powerful things you can do is cry. Crying. When I was going to the inner child worker and I walked in and um, I I never cried. I never cried, except maybe if an animal got hurt in a movie. And she said, and and she goes, why are you here? 
And I said, I don't want to be here for the next, I don't want my next 42 years to be like the first 42. And then I start crying and I couldn't stop crying. And I said, she goes, I go, why am I crying? And she goes, I'll use this word because it's a podcast. Why do you poop? And I went, what? I go, first of all, I think we're going to get along together. Great. But after that, I go, but what do you mean? She goes, every morning when you go in the bathroom, you go, what did I eat? What's going to come out? No, you have pain inside of you. You do not need to name it. Just let it out and it'll come out in different ways. Tears is a great way. Singing at the top of your lungs is another great way. Beating a pillow is another great way. You know, doing some, you know, heavy duty cardio and focusing on what you want and feeding your soul and your brain with positive things like that book, You Are the Answer um, from Michael Tamura. Or there's all kinds of podcasts. There's all kinds of TED Talks. There's there's videos that you can listen to. Wayne Dyer's got some great, great things to listen to about how we hold inside of us the pain that was inflicted on us. And we believe it. And here's another thing. This is really important. This is from Michael Tamura. Okay, so why, why do people overreact? Why do we overreact? I was maybe three or four years old, the first time I ever felt shame. And my mom was shaking me in a department store, and I could see an escalator with two women walking down. They were looking at me, and that was the first time I felt shame that I can recollect. And so if the most pain you can feel is 10 points of shame, right, I felt 10 points of shame. Then the next time I felt ashamed, could have been an hour later, it could have been days later, it could have been years later, that was five points of shame. How much points of shame did I feel at that particular moment? How much? 10. 15. Because I couldn't clear out the 10. So, you know, you don't clear it out, you don't clear it out, you don't clear it, you don't clear it out. All of a sudden, you're in your 40s, you're in your 50s, and you feel shame again. And it's 600,347 points of shame because none of it has ever been healed. So, how do you think you're going to react? Okay, that's good. The weight of that, the accumulation of that. And I love you've got to get it out. And this is what I tell people a lot. Don't deny. And I used to do this. I used to deny what I called negative feelings. I would say, well, that's a waste of time. That's just a succubus of energy. But what I discovered was that it was just like opening a suitcase and putting those feelings in there and actually doing myself, bullying myself by saying that you don't, you shouldn't feel that. That, That's what it was. It's a judgment. You shouldn't feel guilty about something. I didn't allow myself to feel guilt until about five years ago. And I'm 71 years old. Do you hear me what I said? I was like, that's a wasted emotion. And first of all, if something happened, I'm not sorry it happened because that person earned it. They deserved it. So why should I feel guilty about something they're now going through that they created? Just the whole thing of compassion uh, for people who didn't have the same privileges that I had. I mean, I was loved when I was growing up. I wish everybody could have had my grandmother and and grandfather. I wish they could have because that set me on a path of confidence. I have never had low self-esteem in my life. 
And I couldn't understand how other people, because I didn't know some people didn't have an Alberta Turner in their lives. I didn't know. And my brother loved me. He asked to stork for me. I mean, (laughs) I didn't know that some people, when they're born, are castigated and just, I didn't know that. So there, there are things I think adults have to be responsible for setting this culture of, as you say, forgiveness and just being still and silent and supportive and kind and loving. But we have a president right now, I'm going to call it, who just does the opposite, tears people down. And so we are coming to the end of our time together. I cannot believe it right now. So what advice would you give to somebody, an adult, who, where can they go to get some help other than therapy? Where can they go to get some help so they can see their own inner bully? Let me let me say that. I'm going to I'm going to read something to you. A, a mother from who is a therapist in Studio City, California, reached out to us, and because her daughter had found our website and it helped her. And the mother is now using our website as an important tool. Here's what she said. The, her name is Monica McFarland, MS, and she's an associate marriage and family therapist in California. She said the powerful instrument that is HeyUgly.org can be employed as an adjunct to psychotherapeutic work in relation to the abuses of both internal and external bullying. So please go to the website. It's free. The content is free. You have any ideas? You see any content that we're missing? We're going to add it in there um, on your behalf. Um, and, and know that these kids, they're smarter than you think. We ask them, why, uh, you know, why, are, why do kids bully? The number one answer is because they're probably being beat by their parents. So here's, here's, my, here's my takeaway from all of this. The, the thing that we need more of and we have less of right now is the experience, not just the word and not just music, but the actual experience of love, of loving and being loved. Would you say that's a true statement? That's a true statement. And also listening and being heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listening without judgment and being heard. Someone told me once, I may not agree with you, but I'll honor your opinion. Yes. Yes. So that's what we need to do. In the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion, we say that we have to really welcome value, respect here, and work to understand people when we agree and when we disagree, when we like the answer and when we don't, when the answer is yes and when it's no. And that includes those messages that we give ourselves. This this really, really important work that you are doing for children of all ages. Yes. And I want to thank you right now. I am so sorry we have come to the end of our time together. I want to thank you so much. And you know what? I just got to tell you, I started out like this and I want to end like this with you, Betty. There is 
a hug. Wait a minute. There are two hugs in your future if you want them. Because, baby, I want you to know I don't want to bully you. I want to love you up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Betty Hefner. As usual, I wish there was more time. But we'll just have to have her and any number of guests back. Here's what I can take away from this session on stopping bullying. We have to remember that there are three people who are being victimized when one person is doing the bullying of another person. It's the person who's being victimized. It's also the witness, the people who are standing by and see it happening or hear about it happening afterwards. Those people, if you are a witness in the moment or afterwards, you've been victimized too. And then the bully themselves, because the self-inflicted pain and harm of bullying is a real thing. So we have a choice. We have a choice. When we think about what was the catalyst that where does this pain within me come from? What was the pain that's within that other person come from so that I or they are now bullying each other? And after you acknowledge the event, you have some choices. Will you continue to be the bully, passive or aggressive? Will you continue to allow yourself to be bullied? Will you become a crusader? Which is what I said I was doing by strategic bullying. That's a bully right on, y'all. Or will you become a healer? I mean, after you realize all that stuff, so what, now what will you do? I'm so grateful that there are organizations and people that are out here to help. And all of that to help stop to help heal. The question I'm asking you is in this moment, what will you do to help heal that self-bully that you have that says, says those horrible things to yourself? You are not enough. You're never going to be good enough. You know the negative self-talk. What can you do to love that pain within you, that fear that's in you enough? So you can turn that thing around. You are enough. You're smart enough. The whole thing about positive mantras and saying those I am statements that are positive. What will you do? Yes, we need to hold people accountable. People who are earning the repercussions from either being actively bullying or passively standing by. We need to be held accountable for that. And through it all, How will we hold ourselves accountable to love and to be loved? Because that's what we all want. Please look around in your life. What are you doing to yourself? Don't bully yourself. And if you are bullying yourself, find out why. Uh, Take on the mantle of being a a self-healer. Get some people around you who can help you. If you're bullying, realize where that pain and that fear is coming from. Get some help. Seek out another healer. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Sometimes we don't have the energy and we don't have the expertise, but we just don't have the energy. Get some help. And I hope you will do that because you know what? I want you to hug yourself right now because you know I got a hug for you. 
But there's a hug in your future, even when I'm not around. Make your future be your present. Thank you. Bye-bye.